outside is great for a pet's physical and mental health. Walking, running, looking, sniffing, listening, and meeting old or new friends are all activities that keep uh, pets happy and healthy. But what should we do when it's when it's cold outside, like, well, today and certainly uh, tomorrow in the next 36 hours or so. When do the risks of spending time outside outweigh its benefits? Well, joining us now to look at the dangers associated with cold weather and how we can still safely enjoy the great outdoors with our dogs in the winter is Dr. Lauren Edelman. Dr. Edelman is an internal medicine specialist at Canada West Veterinary Specialist Animal Hospital in Vancouver. Dr. Edelman, thank you for joining us today. It's great to be here. Uh, you know, when we talk about this cold weather and even coverage here on CKNW, obviously it's the, the focus is on uh, the weather and its impact on people. We don't always talk about the impact uh, cold weather can have uh, have on animals. Uh, walk me through some of the challenges or things that I think owners should be aware of uh, during this cold snap when it comes to the care of their animals. Yeah, so it's kind of a common belief that pets are more resistant than people to cold because of their fur, but that's really not true. Um, Just like people, cold tolerance uh, can vary based on, yes, the pet's coat, but also, you know, their body fat stores, activity levels, their overall health. We know that, you know, arthritic and elderly pets may have more difficulty walking on the snow and ice and can be prone to slipping or falling. And, you know, pets with chronic disease like heart disease or diabetes can have a hard time regulating their body temperature and can be more susceptible to kind of frostbite and hypothermia just like people would be. Uh, are, are you getting calls even with this cold snap now in regards to some con- uh, regarding concerns people have uh, with their own pets? I think, you know, the biggest things that we tend to see during this time of year when it gets really cold and icy is it's really common even for, you know, puppies and otherwise healthy dogs to slip on the ice and fracture their bones. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you know, there's a lot of people who have outdoor cats. And during this time of year, it's really best to keep cats inside because they are quite prone to hypothermia and frostbite. And so that would be another common presentation for these types of pets coming through our emergency is if they're kept outside for prolonged periods below freezing, you know, those types of injuries are also possible. You know, we often uh, hear people say, look, on a hot day, uh, a pet should not be, uh, you shouldn't leave a pet, especially a dog, uh, in in a car uh, in in temperatures like this, I would, does this apply during winter as well for for pets? Definitely. I mean, I think in general, if it's cold outside, it's going to be cold in your car. But what people don't realize is that pets uh, cars actually act like refrigerators. So cars can actually get much colder than the outside temperature. And so even leaving your dog unattended, you know, while you go into the grocery store, it can get pretty cold pretty fast. So just like in the summer, leaving your dogs in cold cars is is a pretty big no-no. How common is frostbite uh, uh, when it comes to uh, animals? Like, do you see it occasionally during um, uh, cold spells like this here in Vancouver? Yeah, we definitely see both frostbite and hypothermia. I mean, frostbite specifically like cats on their ear tips, um, dogs, you know, their paws, especially there are some dogs that will let you put on, you know, paws, uh, little booties when they go outside. I know my dogs are not those dogs, Mm -hmm. but uh, their little paws can definitely be prone to frostbite. Just like just like in people, your fingertips, your toes, any areas in the periphery that don't have as good of a blood supply. Mm -hmm. And The other big thing, you know, when we think about snow is as you're walking around, you see a lot of people are using things like ice melt Mm -hmm. and that ice melt or that salt 
not only not necessarily causing frostbite, but if it gets on your dog's paws, can actually almost cause like chemical burns. And so it's really important to make sure if your dogs aren't wearing uh, booties outside that when they come inside, you wash their paws and wash their bellies to make sure you get any of those uh, de-icers or salts off their paws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, this would be, you know, the, some of the advice you're giving, you know, in many cases, um, a lot of our listeners in the interior would go, well, this is what we deal with on a regular basis. But we're not used to this in Vancouver, are we, in, in many cases? It, you know, two cold spells that we've had so far this year with lots of snow, and that's been about it. I mean, it, it is really about education, isn't it? I mean, Ontario and Quebec, with their winters, you'd understand. Like I said, in the interior, they would get it. But we just don't see a lot of this, do we, here in Vancouver? Exactly. And I think, you you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, it's just something we're not necessarily educated on. I grew up in Alberta, and, you know, our, our dogs just were used to walking, especially small dogs, with little booties and their winter coats on outside. It's just something you, you know, you get used to and you know about. But here, you know, it's really you know, it's tempting to just let your dog frolic for hours and hours in the snow. But just like in the heat, they're often not going to regulate their own temperature. And so if you start noticing, you know, signs that your dog's paws or ears are cold or if they start shivering or acting confused, those could be signs of hypothermia. And so you definitely want to be aware of these signs and, you know, bring your dog or cat inside uh, if you're noticing anything concerning. So if if I wanted to take my dog out for a walk today, and let's say it's a longer walk, an hour-long walk that you used to usually do, should you not do that or should you, should you shorten that just because of the time outside in the cold? Well, it really depends on your dog, right? If you have a northern breed like a husky with a thick coat who's used to being in the snow, that's probably still fine. But if you have an elderly Shih Tzu who maybe has some chronic health issues, you know, probably doing either a shorter walk or just letting them set their own pace, maybe not even taking them out at all is is a good idea. So it really, you know, you have to base that type of thing on your individual dog and what they want to do. Um, but be careful. It's always better to err on the side of caution. And like I said, you know, some of these things are also just ice and slipperiness. So, you know, the last thing you want uh, three days, four days before you know, the holidays before Christmas are to come to the ER and have a, you know, a fractured leg on your dog that needs surgery. So sometimes better safe than sorry. Uh, I'm just curious. I know we've only had a, a, a couple of days of this now. Have you noticed an uptick on just uh, uh, pets coming in with uh, uh, hypothermia or just uh, sort of winter related uh, injuries so far? Or has it been pretty good in your clinic? Um, we've definitely seen some winter-related injuries, for sure, I think, when the temperature is cold. And, you know, for instance, yesterday we were open, but really the only people coming in during a day like yesterday are going to be the people with true emergencies. So, yeah, our surgery team definitely, I mean, are busy with fractures and, you know, all sorts of other things, you know, non-winter-related. But absolutely, you know, I think any time the holidays in general, whether it's cold weather or just all the, you know, potential holiday hazards that come, uh, our emergency rooms are always busy. Dr. Edmund, thank you so much for your time. And if we don't speak, Merry Christmas to you. Yes, you too.